Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Dais, a podcast about the stories taking place in and around El Paso County, Colorado. I'm your host, Scott Anderson, and today I am joined by Gabby San Paolo, the Executive Director for MSC Family Restoration Center. How are you doing today, Gabby? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good. Uh, thank you for having me here. I really appreciate it. So before we get started, I want to quickly add that if listeners are interested in more stories about people doing good in and around El Paso County, or hearing from county leadership about local government priorities and how they operate, you can find additional episodes of this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, but to get started today, Gabby, I was wondering if you could share a bit of background about yourself and how you came to be associated with MSC. Sure. So I am a California native, and we uh, moved here to Colorado in 2006. Uh, my background is in finance and, uh, and HR, and I started uh, working at Mountain Springs Church in 2009 in the finance department, and that was really my first um, employer that was in the nonprofit field. I mostly worked for for-profit uh, companies. And then in 2021, I moved over here to the MSC Family Restoration Center, which is on the property of Mountain Springs Church. Uh, very good. Then can you share some background about Family Restoration Center itself and uh, what the main mission of the center is? Sure. So the MSC Family Restoration Center was founded uh, in 2021, and we actually opened our doors in uh, August of 2022. So... The mission of the center is to transform lives in the community by providing an all-encompassing holistic approach for those not just to, that attend the church, but that also live in and around the uh, area of the church. So in, uh, the center includes um, a fully equipped counseling center that's used by licensed professional counselors. So we currently have five licensed counselors, we have three LPCCs, and then we have two uh, interns. And when we opened the center, the thought of the center was to be able to provide uh, services to the community that either didn't have insurance, that had high deductibles and couldn't afford to seek counseling, or those that um, possibly their insurance doesn't even cover counseling. When we first started the center, the center uh, was opened with a model to where the counselors that practice here, they have their own private practices. And in lieu of uh, charging them rent, they would give us sessions. So that way we could use those sessions to be able to give to those that couldn't afford counseling sessions. Yeah, that's really interesting. How has that partnership been working out between uh, the family center and the counselors in that way? Has it been it's been well? really good. Yes, it was. A, it's really. Um, I haven't heard of another counseling center operating this way. Right. So it was just we were trying to as we opened the center, we were trying to uh, figure out a way to be able to do that. How mm -hmm. do we provide sessions? How do we help people who just don't have the funding to do that? And so because the center is nonprofit and we're not uh, collecting any rent, then we are able to use that to help those in the community. Oh, that, that's really cool. I, I like that setup. That seems really interesting. Uh, so approximately how many people do you serve here at the family center and what communities do you serve? So we serve all of El Paso County. We, um, most of our people do come from the eastern part of El Paso County just because of our location but we do serve the entire county. 
So since the center opened in 2022, we have had over 500 um, individuals come through, and we've been able to provide over 3,000 sessions, either at low cost or no cost. So one of the things that I find interesting anytime a new center like this opens is how do you let people know that you're even here? I mean, I mean 500 sounds like a lot in the last uh, frankly, a year and a half about. Um, how did you get the message out that you guys were providing the service to everyone? So when we opened, actually, um, the the Gazette came and did a, a an interview with us. That's a then, great way to go about it. Yeah, and then also <laughs> the news came, and, and that was really great. Uh-huh. And then we've um, really word of mouth through the church. Mm-hmm. And then also through just the community. I mean, I receive calls from social workers, from, um, you know, other mental health professionals that are like, I have clients, but, you know, they just don't have the funds. Yeah. Can yeah. I send them to you? Yeah. And so that's another way. Oh, that's so cool. And this actually ties in really well to the next question I want to ask. So can you talk about how important it is for this, this center here to be viewed as a place that the community can turn to in their time of need? Sure. So our main goal was to have um, a center where anyone and everyone could come and feel comfortable and uh, could feel safe. So we've uh, the center, the way we have set it up, you know, as you walk in, you'll notice that it's very welcoming, uh, the colors that we used even with the paint, just everything to make you feel very calm as you walk in. Um, we've also just recently, in October, added a children's play therapy room. And that will be, it's not completely done yet, but it will be equipped with all the therapy um, toys and games and just different things that kids need when they're receiving therapy to make them feel comfortable and safe. So we're super excited about that. Um, and that should be up and running within the next month or so. Uh, very good. And then um, wanted to talk about the ARPA grant request specifically. So after you submitted that request to the county, uh, Mountain Springs Church was awarded $400,000 of that ARPA funding. Uh, can you talk about what that money has gone to fund specifically? Sure. So the ARPA grant was um, given to Mountain Springs Church, and then Mountain Springs Church, uh, with the permission of the county, transferred the funding over to the sender. Um the, the funding from, the, from El Paso County was used uh, only for services to clients. So it covered uh, counseling sessions. Um, we do equine therapy, so it helped cover equine therapy. It covers, uh, we have uh, different workshops. We have classes. We do um, codependency groups. We do sex addiction groups. We do groups for girls coming out of sex trafficking uh, we do grief groups. So the grant money has only gone to uh, pay for the sessions or for workshops for um, those that need it. The building itself was, uh, was built with funds that were uh, given by members of the church. You mentioned something interesting there, equine therapy. I'm not super familiar with that. Can you tell me a little bit about what equine therapy is? Sure. So equine therapy is mostly wor- uh, used for teenagers. Okay. And what it does is um, the, the client will go with the, with the therapist to the farm. We use Prairie Farms right up the street. Okay. 
And there's horses there that are trained to help, uh, to help these kids learn how to trust. Many of the teenagers that come to us have gone through terrible situations, and they have a really hard time trusting. And so working with the horses, they start very slow by only maybe just touching their hoofs or just, you know, just working with the horses. And that establishes trust within not just the therapist and the teenager, but also the therapist, I'm sorry, the, the teenager to be able to just trust people yeah. and be able to open up and talk about their situation. Yeah. And the horses are trained for this type of thing as well, correct? Yes. Oh. Yeah. So not all horses are used for equine right. therapy, but <laughs> okay. there's, yeah, there's quite a few that that we use. Oh man, that's, that's fascinating. Really interesting. And so how has working with other organizations in the area benefited the programs that you're working on here at the center? Um, so here on the campus of, of the church, we have, uh, we have what we call the MSC family restoration center, which also includes a food pantry. Okay. And so we work really closely with the food pantry. Um, we have seen many of their patrons come over here to the center, to the counseling center, for help. And so we've been able to work really closely with them. Yeah, that sounds like a really nice partnership to have. I mean, it helps that they're like right next door, essentially. So right. uh, that, that's really nice. Uh, so is there a personal story that you can share to help demonstrate the work that the Family Restoration Center does here? Yes, there are so many stories. Um, but I can think of one in particular where... We had a soldier um, come to us for, for counseling. He uh, was suffering from PTSD, and he had been suffering for many years. And he just didn't feel comfortable reaching out and getting counseling at other, uh, with other counselors or at other centers. And he, he came our way, and he um, did need financial help in order to be seen. And so we were able to provide provide that. We were able to provide counseling for him. Um, the counselor that was treating him used different modalities. You know, we use EMDR, and there's just different types of counseling that can be used for PTSD. Okay. And he, we received um, just a really kind letter from him thanking us because he is now able to function. He's able to leave his house more often. He doesn't suffer from that like gripping fear that he was living in. Mm -hmm. And so that's just, I mean, that's really one of the many, but we see so many um, people come through that have been able to help be helped through the center. Yeah. So you were here at the beginning for, of the family restoration center. What does it mean to you specifically to, you know, have it, have it start and kind of not maybe not really know how it's going to go, but then see outcomes like this. Like, what does that do for you specifically? I mean, I feel so personally honored to be able to, to be here and to work here. Um, I, in the past, have suffered from anxiety and depression. And so mental health for me is just, it's so important. And really, until recently, you just it wasn't talked about as much as it is now. And oh. so it was really hard to, for people to get help. And it, there was a stigma attached to it. And so it's so nice to, to see breakthrough in that area and to actually be a part of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, it, I'm thrilled. <laughs> that, that's great. Uh, so 
Uh, this this center, I mean, you mentioned a food pantry earlier. Obviously, there's the counseling services. Are there any other programs uh, that the center offers that you feel would be important for listeners to know about? Yes. So uh, part of the MSC Family Restoration Center is we have the counseling center. We have the pantry next door. We also have a woodworking shop oh. where we um, make bunk beds for kids coming out or going in to foster care. Um, the statistics are actually shocking of how many kids in El Paso County do not have a bed. So what we do is we make, um, we make bunk beds out of wood. We mm-hmm. provide a brand new mattress, brand new bedding, um, and then we deliver the beds. So if you can imagine like a child that's been sleeping on a yoga mat or just on the floor and they have this brand new bed delivered to them. I mean, it's life changing and it's, it's really just a very little thing. It means so much. And it just lets them know that they're loved, that they're seen. Um, So that's one thing we, that's another thing that we have here at the center. And then we also have an aquaponics where we grow fresh vegetables and lettuce and we donate the lettuce to the pantry. So that way those that come through the pantry are not just getting canned foods or just box foods, but they're getting like fresh vegetables. Right. It's so important. Yeah. So those are the other things that we're doing here at the center. That's really cool. How did you guys get involved with the word with the woodworking shop idea? I mean, I wouldn't even I mean, there's a lot I don't think about, but I wouldn't even think that that's something that could, you know, be a possibility or even a need, right? How is that something that you guys got involved with? Um, so one of our pastors uh, at the church has a, a relationship with another church in town that had been doing this. Okay. But the need is so great that they were not able to fulfill all the requests. And so then we opened uh, a second, well, a first woodshop for us. Mm-hmm. And that way we can also meet the, le- the needs. And all the requests normally come through um, DHS. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so a um, caseworker will put in the request, and then we, you know, we grab the requests out of the care portal or different, different mechanisms that are out there to, to find out what the needs are in the community. Yeah. And we really can't even keep up. I mean, the need is greater than, than we are able to fulfill. Man, that, I mean, that's, in one way, you know, that's not great to hear, obviously, but it's also reassuring to know that there are organizations like this and like, you know, the other, the other church that you mentioned that are doing things to, mm-hmm. to help meet those needs. That's incredible. Um, so for those who may be seeking services, how can they go about obtaining those services from the Family Restoration Center? So we have a website. It's familyrestorationcenter.org. And uh, if you go to the website, you'll see a tab that says counseling and then uh, schedule an appointment. And then if you, if you click on that, it'll take you to a very short form that uh, you need to fill out, just giving us basic information. And really, um, that's it. That's the only thing that you need to do. And, you know, if people listening heard about those other services like the like the food pantry or other things like that. Uh, would they go about receiving services in that same way? Just go to your website and find mm-hmm. the correct tab? So, right. So in the, on the Family Restoration Center website, we have the wood shop. If somebody would like to volunteer uh, making beds or delivering beds or any of those things, you can sign up on our website. Same with the pantry. It has their hours and when they're operating and, and how to get food. Awesome. And so you, you mentioned people who might want to help build, build those uh, beds or um, are, are there, what other volunteer opportunities are available for people who, you know, 
hear this and they think, wow, this is really interesting. I want to be part of it. So aquaponics also needs uh, volunteers. We have uh, those that come in. And um, so the way the aquaponics works is there's, there's fish that are in the greenhouse and they need to be fed. And there's just all these different things that need to be done in the greenhouse to be able to produce the vegetables mm-hmm. and the lettuce. So um, it requires volunteers. I mean, that's how we run the greenhouse. Uh, the pantry is mostly ran by volunteers and the wood shop as well. Awesome. Uh, well, we've covered a lot of ground, it feels like, here today, but I was just wondering if there's anything else that you want to add uh, that you think would be important for listeners to know about. Uh, no. I mean, I, I mainly want to just say that, um, you know, the center is here for the entire community. We want to be able to help as many people as we can. Um, that's our goal. That's our vision. And, and that's what we're here for. Excellent. Well, thank you, Gabby. I appreciate you taking the time today and for all the work that you do uh, here at the Family Restoration Center. So thanks for having me today. Thank you so much. If you're interested in listening to additional episodes of Beyond the Dais, be sure to look for us on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. 